This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. You are locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Yankee fans. This is Stacey Gotsoulias, the host of Locked On Yankees. It is Friday, September 24th. The Yankees will be facing the Red Sox in mere hours, playing for their lives at this point. It's no one's fault but their own. We'll be previewing that series. We'll be talking about the next nine games and how important they are. We all know how important they are. The Yankees honestly need to go 9-0, and and they, we know that they can't do that. And then we're going to look back at September 24th, 1991. And I know you're thinking, what possibly could have happened September 24th, 1991? I'll tell you. First, let me finish introducing myself. Stacey Gatsoulias, I'm your host. I used to write for places like Baseball Prospectus and the Hardball Times. I had stuff up here on ESPN. I've written in magazines. No, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying this is where my expertise lies. I've also been a Yankee fan basically since birth. My Brock Bronx-born father would have killed me if I became anything else but a Yankee fan. And yeah, and I became the host of Lockdown Yankees more than three years ago. So I've been doing this for three years and it's fun and I love it. And I love my coworkers too. By the way, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs or if they exit the playoffs soon, like as in the wild card game, we were, we were actually talking about this in our work meeting. Um, I might just do a bunch of crossovers with other hosts whose teams did not make the playoffs and we'll just talk about the playoffs as they happen. So that could be a thing. But if the Yankees actually make the playoffs, hey, that'll be good for all of us, right? So anyway, you can get this podcast on Apple, Google, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher. You can get it here on YouTube if you're looking at me. Uh, you can subscribe, you can like, you can comment, do all that good stuff. And if you have a smart device, you can tell it to play podcast Locked on Yankees. Let's get into the preview of this very important, very important se- uh, season. Well, <laughs> series. So the Yankees are taking on the Red Sox in Fenway. I know baseball purists are excited about that because... Yankees Red Sox in Fenway a week before the season ends. Yippee. Garrett Cole against Nathan Eovaldi tonight. Right now, the Yankees lineup is not available. I'm recording this at 430 on the nose. The Red Sox are as follows. Kike Hernandez, Schwarber, Bogarts, Devers, Martinez, Verdugo, Hunter Renfro, Christian Vasquez, and Jose Iglesias in that order. As I said, the Yankees don't have a lineup. As for Ivaldi, he's 10 and 8 with a 3.58 ERA. That's an 173, excuse me, 173 and two-third innings with 188 strikeouts. In his last seven games, he's 0 1 with a 2.43 ERA. In his last 15 games, he's 3 and 4 with a 3.28 ERA. Now he hasn't had a decision in his last three starts. His previous two starts, one against Baltimore on the 19th and one against Seattle on the 14th, he went only five innings, gave up three runs against Baltimore, one against Seattle. On September 8th against Tampa, he pitched seven innings, didn't give up a run, only gave up three hits with eight strikeouts, but did not get a decision in that game. Garrett Cole, 
15 and 8 on the season with a 3.03 ERA, which blew up a bit after that disastrous outing this weekend against Cleveland. That's in 169 and one third innings. He has 231 strikeouts. So there's the one, well, not the one good thing. He has 15 wins. He's looking for his 16th. In his last seven games, he's five and two with a 2.77 ERA. His last start, as I said, against Cleveland, got the loss, five and two third innings, seven runs on 10 hits with one walk and seven strikeouts. So, I mean, at least the strikeouts were high. Against Baltimore on the 14th, five innings, one run on four hits. He got the win. Three walks, which is uncharacteristic for him, seven strikeouts. And against Toronto on September 7th, another not so great outing. Three and two third innings, two runs on five hits, two walks, two strikeouts. So Garrett Cole needs to get things done tonight. His last start at Fenway was not good. That was that awful series in July. Um, gave up a few home runs and it just, it, it wasn't. He needs to um, step up. He needs to back his talk with his performance because he didn't do that against Cleveland and he needs to do that against Boston. I mean, he really needed to do it against Cleveland, but this is more important. You are playing for your playoff lives. Tomorrow's matchup, Nestor Cortez Jr. against Nick Pavetta. And that is a 4-10 start, just so you know. And let's see. Oh, it's all right. Fox games are now seven o'clock right remember when they always used to be four o'clock um it'll be on yes it'll be on nesson it'll also be on mlb network for people who aren't in boston and new york so cortez two and two with a 2.79 era he's basically been the yankees ace the past i don't know two months uh he had a bit of a rough outing his last start he gave up those three runs in that one inning um but overall he's been solid and i say it all the time i don't understand how he's doing it i really don't it's not like he throws the ball that hard um but then again you have yarborough on uh yarborough is that how you say his name on tampa who's a drunk baller and he's doing really well so it's it's strange 2021 is strange nick pavetta Nine and seven with a 4.63 ERA. That's 144 innings on the nose with 159 strikeouts. His last seven games, he's one and two with a 4.83 ERA. His last appearance against Baltimore on the 18th, he went three and two third, gave up three innings on three innings, gave up three hits on seven. No. Okay. I'm sorry. It's Friday. Three runs on seven hits in 3.2 innings and he had three strikeouts and a walk. Actually the last decision he had was a loss against Tampa on August 30th. And he pitched five innings, gave up four runs on six hits with five walks and six strikeouts. So we'll see which Nick Pavetta shows up against the Yankees. We'll see which Nestor Cortez shows up against the Red Sox. Uh, His 2.79 ERA is in 84 innings of work. He has 94 strikeouts in those 84 innings right on the nose. He's two and one in his last seven starts with a 2.88 ERA. As I said, his last start against Texas was iffy four and one third innings, three runs on five hits with two walks, seven strikeouts. But the previous start was that start against Baltimore where he had 11 strikeouts in six and one third innings. And before that against Toronto, he did pretty well there too. Six innings, only two runs, no walks, five strikeouts. And then in the finale on Sunday, 
I just got scared and thought that there was a fourth game. I'm like, why would there be a Friday to Monday series? No. And by the way, wasn't the off day very lovely yesterday? Yeah, I have to say, um, not only did the Yankees need it, I think we needed it as well. Actually, you know, but you know what? Before we get into that last game, let's talk about NetSuite. Slow is just right if you're on vacation, a sloth, or describing QuickBooks. More like slow books. It sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system. Because NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make sense of your books while your competitors sprint ahead. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and controls since switching to NetSuite. And right now, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program for those ready to switch today. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on. Right now, get special financing at netsuite.com slash locked on. That's netsuite.com slash locked on. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors that there's something for everyone? And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you've watched me or listened to me, you know that I love mint brownie. If you watched my crossover with Bryce from Locked On Rangers, you'll know he also likes mint brownie. (laughs) The other flavors, coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the Built Bar flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. I suggest you do that and then you figure out what you like. They're high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, and they're just all delicious and great. Go to Built Bar, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. As I said, get the mixed box, figure out what you like. Everything is covered in chocolate. They, they're just, they're so good. I, I just, I highly recommend all of them. All the flavors are good. You can't go wrong with any of them. Again, use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. So let's get into this last game of the Boston series. Oh, well, I mean, the good thing, well, no, I was going to say it's the good thing is they won't be facing Boston after this, but with the way the playoffs look right now, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if everyone else is as worried as I am, but I'm, I'm really worried about this. I don't like it at all. So in the season finale, at least regular season, It'll be Jordan Montgomery against Eduardo Rodriguez. Jordan Montgomery is six and six with a 3.55 ERA through no fault of his own. He's six and six. If his team could actually score for him, he would be doing a lot better. Eduardo Rodriguez is 11 and eight with a 4.97 ERA. So let's look at Montgomery over his last few outings. He got the win against Texas five and two thirds. One run on four hits with one walk and a strikeout. The previous start was that start against Baltimore. Him and Cortez just struck out everyone. He had uh, 12 strikeouts in five and two third. And as for Rodriguez, now Rodriguez, you know what? Considering that he had COVID, it affected his heart, and that he's been able to pitch the season is 
a miracle in itself. So as I said, 11 and eight with a 4.97 ERA, that's 146.2 innings. He has 170 strikeouts. His last outing was against the Mets. He pitched four and one third, gave up two runs on five hits with three walks and five strikeouts. The last decision he had was a loss against Tampa on September 7th. He threw three and two third innings, gave up six runs on eight hits. I would prefer that Rodriguez on Sunday. So Eduardo, if you're listening, could you do that for me? Thank you. That would be great. Now let me just double check and make sure that maybe the Yankees put their lineup in. Let's see. Not yet. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. So after that, they also have another off day on Monday. Then they go to Toronto for the first time in like two years to play in. Okay. Natives call it Sky Dome still, even though it's the Rogers Center because they don't really like the Rogers uh, company. And uh, yeah, so the Yankees will be there for three games. I believe they have. Then they go to. No, they come home and play Tampa, but still three against the Red Sox, three against the Blue Jays, the teams that you're fighting for these last two wild card spots with in six games on the road. And then you have to go, then, then you have to go home and play the leader of the division who, by the way, are they close to clinching? Because if they are, maybe not that they would do the Yankees a solid and um, lose, you know, because the Rays are chippy with the Yankees. The Yankees are chippy with the Rays and the Rays would love, especially if those three games come down to whether or not the Yankees make the playoffs, I could see the Rays wanting to eliminate them and not caring that they've already clinched the division. The, they'd probably want to try and eliminate the Yankees, especially in Yankee Stadium. So yeah, the Yankees did this to themselves. They did it to themselves. They had how many games that they should have won? How many games the bullpen blew? How many games against Baltimore that they should have won? How many games against other not so great teams that they should have won? It, yeah, just, I mean, what are you going to do? Although I shouldn't be crapping on the Yankees right now. They're seven and three in their last 10. They've picked things up. They've won three in a row. Boston is coming into tonight on a seven game winning streak. They're eight and two in their last starts. Their last starts, their last 10 starts, they, uh, the Mets did nothing to help the Yankees. Not that anyone should have expected them to, because the Mets, you know, you couldn't rely on the Mets to do anything. Now, the one thing that I would like to discuss here in the wild card standings, Oakland, they are falling off. Because right now, Boston has a two-game lead over the Yankees. The Yankees are a game up on Toronto for the second spot. Seattle is a game behind Toronto now. Oakland is two behind Seattle. Seattle's won five in a row. They're seven and three in their last 10. Oakland is five and five in their last 10, but they've lost four in a row. Now, Toronto's lost two in a row. They lost two in a row to the Rays. And let's discuss that too. I have time before I need to do my next break. I don't know if you all know what happened between the Rays and the Jays, but... In the first game of the series, you know how Gary Sanchez and the other catchers have the card on their hands? I'm showing everyone on YouTube, but if you're listening to me, in their wrist guard, they have scouting reports, basically, telling them how to pitch to certain people and stuff like that. Well, 
Kevin Kiermeyer was sliding into home and Alejandro Kirk's card fell out of his wrist guard and Kiermeyer picked it up and brought it into the Rays dugout. The Jays were not happy about this. Kiermeyer could have picked it up, given it to an ump and not made it such a big deal, but it's because he brought it into the Rays dugout that people were having people, Blue Jays players were having an absolute hissy fit about this. So this happened in the first game of the series. The Blue Jays waited until the third and last game of the series, down six runs to plunk Kiermeyer in the back. Guys, come on. And what's funny is my the the guy who heads all of our podcasts for MLB is a Blue Jays fan and he thinks it's ridiculous that the Blue Jays got so upset. He even said, if you're so worried about this stuff, be more careful with your cards and make sure that they're secure when you have them in your wrist guard. So things were chippy between the Rays and the Jays. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but there's a part of me that hopes, even though I know that if the Jays are in the playoffs, that means the Yankees didn't make the playoffs. But I, I kind of want a Rays-Jays series just because of this, because I know it'll carry over into it. And because I won't have really much of a rooting interest in it. And I just want those two teams to destroy each other, you know? Um, I mean, obviously, above all else, I would love for the Yankees to make the playoffs, obviously. But if it doesn't happen, I think a Rays-Jays series would be electric. I think it would be amazing. And just because of that, it's ridiculous when you think about it. But that's, yeah, that, that needs to happen. I think so. So anyway, uh, before we get into why I want to talk about September 24th, 1991, let's talk about betonline.ag because they're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL 100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Just use our promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that information entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more about DirecTV Stream at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. So why am I talking about September 24th, 1991? 
well. <laughs> Musically, it was quite a year or quite a day. But yeah, 1991 was kind of a cool year. Um, I was a senior in high school. I just started my senior year of high school back then. And on September 24th, 1991, Nevermind by Nirvana was released. Also, Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic by Red Hot Chili Peppers was released. Tribe Called Quest was released. The Pixies had a new album that day. It was a really big, um, yeah, it was a crazy, it was a crazy day. But I want to look back at the Yankees in 1991 because they were not good in 1991. And you know, I love doing this. And I haven't done this since I started video podcasts because I wasn't sure logistically how it works. So um, I apologize if it's funky, but we're going to look at the Yankees box score from September 24th, 1991. It was a Tuesday because most albums were released on Tuesdays. I don't know if that's how it works now, but that's Tuesdays and Fridays were big release days. So the Yankees lost to the Brewers. Remember when the Brewers were in the American League? Yeah. Let's look at the names because I love it. But back then, the Yankees were 64 and 86 and 73 and 76 was the Brewers record. So every time someone talks about how horrible the 2021 Yankees are, I would like to point you to 1991. I would like to point you to 1990 because clearly... You weren't around back then because you would have remembered how horrible these teams were. So the game took place in Milwaukee at County Stadium, their old haunt. And it was a three-hour, nine, wait, three-hour, nine-minute game. The Yankees actually have 13 hits to the Brewers' eight. But as I said, Brewers won 5-4. And Eric Plunk got the loss for the Yankees. Eric Plunk, that's hilarious. Now, of course, as I'm trying to load everything, it's not working. There we go. Let's look at the Yankees lineup because you know I love talking about all these old guys and it's so much fun to look at these names. Steve Sachs, second base. Don Mattingly, DH. Roberto Kelly, left. Mel Hall, right. Matt Noakes, catching. Tori Lavello. Oh, I forgot he was on the Yankees. Tori Lavello, Lavello, Lavolo, Lavulo. You know who I'm talking about. Third base. Kevin Moss, first base. Alvaro Espinoza, second, no, shortstop. What am I saying? And Pat Sheridan was the pinch hitter. Randy Velarde came in to replace Sheridan, so he didn't have to play the field. He played shortstop. And young Bernie Williams was your ninth hitter playing center field. As I said, Eric Plunk started and lost because he gave up three runs to the Brewers in the bottom of the first. As for the Brewers, Paul Molitor at DH, Willie Randolph at second, BJ Serhoff at catcher, Robin Yount center field, Greg Vaughn left field, Daryl Hamilton right field, Jim Gantner third base, George Canale first base, Bill Spires shortstop, and Cal Eldred was the pitcher. And he, I believe, got the win, yes? Yes, he did. Doug Henry got the save. Unbelievable. Some of these names are so funny to hear. Oh, Eric Plunk had a wild pitch. There were no balks. But up to this point in 1991, Eric Plunk had six wild pitches. The umpires, Derwood Merrill, I remember him, Tim McClelland, Don Denkinger, and Larry McCoy. The attendance was 9,378. So no one wanted to go to a game on a Tuesday night, Brewers-Yankees, because as I said, the Yankees were bad. The Brewers weren't good either. So let's see what the standings were back then. 
1991. So in the AL, AL East, Toronto was in first place, 84 and 68. Boston was 81 and 69. Detroit was 70 and 70, 77 and 73. Milwaukee, 73, 76. As I said, the Yankees, 64 and 86. Baltimore, 63 and 87. And taking up the bottom of the division, 31 and a half games behind the Toronto Blue Jays, the Cleveland Indians at 51 and 98. Wow. Remember when the AL East was like that? There was only an AL East and an AL West and an NL East and an NL West. This is, I like looking at this stuff. Okay, the AL West, California was in last place, but every team in the AL West was above 500. Actually, Seattle and California were tied at 76 and 75. Wow, that's quite, that's amazing. Montreal was 67 and 84 in the NL East. They were 25 games behind Pittsburgh, who was leading back then. Remember when Pittsburgh had a good team? Actually, Pittsburgh had the best record in baseball. They were 92 and 59 at this point. And bringing up the rear in the NL West division, which wouldn't happen now, Houston, 62 and 90. They were 26 games behind the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers leading the division isn't shocking, but Houston being that far back of anyone would be shocking. And that's not going to happen for a while because that team is going to be annoyingly good for a while. So, yeah, the Yankees lost 5-4. Eric Plunk. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, the 1991 team was not good. They were not good. I went to a bunch of games in 1991. I went to a bunch of games in 91, uh, 90, 91, 92. And uh, yeah, but for some reason, whenever I saw the Yankees, they usually won their games. No matter how bad they were, they usually would win when I was there, which is nice of them, I have to say. So before I go, let's just look at this again. Let me see if, oh, the lineup's out. Perfect timing. DJ LeMayhew, Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Joey Gallo in fifth. Good job. You guys are finally listening to him. Glaber Torres, Gio Urshela, Brett Gardner, and Kyle Higashioka because Garrett Cole needs to have his personal pitcher, pitcher, catcher, his personal catcher. So, yeah, Yankees need to win. There's no excuse. They need to win. They can't lose this game because if they do, I mean, they, as I said, they, they did this to themselves. They have nine games against their rivals and whoever scheduled this because the Red Sox get to play, I think Baltimore and Washington after they play the Yankees and Toronto's playing Minnesota right now, though they lost to Minnesota last night. So who knows, maybe Minnesota will help the Yankees out. And I believe they're also playing Baltimore after they play the Yankees. So those two teams have a much easier schedule than the Yankees. The Yankees have an uphill battle these next nine games Again, it's their fault. So this is what they did to themselves. They're going to have to treat these games like it's the playoffs. They're basically, they have to treat these games like they're playing for their lives because essentially they are. Again, they did it to themselves. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Bets. 
Betting on the Yankees doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Also like us and subscribe on YouTube. That's, I lied, not one more thing, two more things. So anyway, enjoy your weekend. Hopefully the Yankees will not make it torturous for us. And I will talk to you all then.